Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to bloody hell. There's a naked man walking past your door. What do you mean naked? How naked? You're a bit young for me to. How naked? I mean topless. He's now looking. I don't know. Anyway, hello, hello, and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware, and I've just um, looked at a young teenage boy and thought that he looked quite handsome. Wow. Yeah. My hormones are raging. How are you, Mum? Actually, I've got the summer cold that I haven't had for a year and a half now. But I think everyone's got it since I've been unlocked. I, I hope it's the summer cold. You have Darling, done a I've COVID done a, test. I have done a COVID test. I absolutely do not have COVID. Okay, fine. Well, we have a big star on today. I know. Do you know what? You keep on calling her the wrong bloody name. Well, because I've never watched the programme she's in. I can be probably one of the few people in the whole wide world that's never seen Game of Thrones. Maisie Williams is a British actor, filmmaker and environmentalist who was Ira Stark in HBO's Game of Thrones, which I loved. Good. She was a bad bitch. And she's about to be in Danny Boyle's directed TV series called Pistol, about the Sex Pistols. And she's just, like, quite fabulous. And I'm very interested by how many times she gets to go to this restaurant called Evelyn's Table, which is her boyfriend's brother's place in Soho. I think it's in Soho or central London. And it's kind of a 12-seater and it just looks such beautiful food. I don't know oh. if she's a foodie or not. Oh, God. But... No, no pressure, darling. No pressure. But I've seen her at the odd fashion do or two. She's always at a fashion do. She's a fashionista. Okay, shall I change my leggings? Well, I mean, I have not made an effort at all. Um, so what are you making for dinner? If I say sombrero, that's a clue. Tequila? Yep. Mexican? Tequila chicken. Oh, perfect for me. With Mexican rice. How do you make a Mexican rice, Mum? <laughs> it's just really a tomato rice with a bit spicy with cumin and Chipotle. No, you didn't put Chipotle in. I did. You no, put I put Old jalapeno. El Paso jalapenos. No, in. I didn't. I had jalapenos from. Sorry, say that again. Jalapenos. <laughs> it's a bit like jalabread. Jorge. Okay. <laughs> That's George in Spanish to you. I had jalapenos and I put some chili in and some cumin and it's tomato rice. It's nice. And I've made a corn, black bean, coriander, and pepper salsa. Lovely. Which is very nice. So that sounds delicious. And then what have you done for Pud? Oh, this is a producer Alice special. No, I haven't done anything to oh. the strawberries yet. Well, the lime. Okay, so right. producer Alice has told us about this and we've done it wrong many times before. It's strawberries with lime zest and demerara sugar. Okay, I'll go and do it now. Would you call that, that a macerated strawberry? No. No, you call it with strawberries with lime, lime zest and have lime another glass of Yeah, I'm going to have another glass of something. Um, right, I need to go and put the chicken okay. in. Maisie Williams coming up on Table Manners. Sorry, we have now lovely Maisie Williams here who's brought a, a bottle of wine over. She's already 
getting stuck into a glass of rosé, helping mum get through her second glass. <laughs> and second and you've glass. turned up with, like, you, you are like joy, in, like a little <laughs> miniature form of joy. You're just, yeah. And I've only, I've only met you at a fashion show before. I know. You're always at fashion shows. I know. You're so fashion, fashionable. <laughs> well, I don't know. Are, are people fashionable at fashion shows? I feel like people are, like, understating as Don't well. people dress you? Yeah, I I'm love it. I'm longing when, for that. Lady. When I have to go to the show just to go and they don't dress, then I'm like, oh no, this is a nightmare. God, what am I going to wear? But do you enjoy it? I do, I do. I really, I think the crowd is so interesting. It's quite good people watching, isn't it? Totally. And I think there's a lot of flaws of the fashion industry, but I do think that fashion shows can be a lot of fun. But you're living in Paris now, right? Or are you not anymore? No, I'm not. I was there for basically the second half of the lockdown. Um, was that because you were shooting something? No, I was there because Ruben, my boyfriend, was Your doing... Your very handsome boyfriend. <laughs> and who... Uh, we need to talk about the restaurant, his brother's restaurant. Oh, yeah, 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 We need yeah, to talk yeah. about all of these oh, things. Oh, gosh, we've got to get you there. Um, yeah, he was doing his first collection and we... They said Paris Fashion Week is happening and so we moved over there and moved the team there and did the show. So, yeah, he's a fashion designer. Yeah, yeah. How did you two meet? So I... Um, Long, long story. We met at a company that I co-founded called Daisy, which was a creative platform mm. for artists. And he was part of the founding team. And it's very You very mixed good. Work, business with pleasure. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I but, didn't. But, you, I mean, not only are you doing that, and you're in a new Danny Boyle TV show, and you were in Game of Thrones that everyone knows you for, and also you've been in so many different things. You have your own podcast. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> tell us about the podcast, because it's quite new. It is. It's called Frank Film Club, and it's a film club for people who love movies but get a bit nervous or flustered when asked to articulate why. How fantastic. I love that. So it's like a book club, but a film club, yeah. but on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. And who do you invite to talk about? It's the same people. Yeah, so we have the same four people and then we sort of interact some with the audience and get suggestions on what we should be watching and what people thought of the films and then coming up shortly we'll be having guests from the movies that we're talking about. Oh, but you don't want guests like us who've got something to say. No, we love that. (laughs) Okay. It's a club for everyone. Okay, fantastic. And and so it's not, is it old and new films or is it mostly new releases? It's old and new films and documentaries and black and white movies and it's everything really and who are the other hosts or guests so i it's myself and lowry roberts and chloe culpin and hannah marie williams and they all work in film Mm -hmm. um and we met through sort of working on our own projects and we were doing the film club anyway during the lockdown just because everything that we were doing had stopped and we thought we should still you know try and be good film it people (laughs) and so we we were doing the film club just between the four of us and you know chatting each week about what we thought and and so then we decided to turn it into a podcast so what films have you loved i just watched this film called the kindergarten teacher and it's with maggie gyllenhaal oh my god is that an older one Mm, a little bit maybe like 2016 i would say 
And it was so beautiful, just amazing. Oh, I'm going to watch. Where is it? How did you watch it? That one is on Mubi at the moment, the, but I think you can also probably watch it on Apple TV. I'm going to try. Yeah, it's re- it's really great. So it's this a uh, woman who just kind of becomes a bit infatuated with Sorry. one of her. No worries. Me? One of her preschool students who's an incredible writer and he makes these poems and she really loves the poems and then it gets to the point where you're like she isn't behaving in a good way anymore (laughs) oh this sounds i'd love to watch this yeah hugely complex i really love so okay let's go back to your childhood where did you grow up bristol Bristol, you haven't got the accent. No, I know, I lost that one immediately. <laughs> Good. But now you'll start to hear it more, <laughs> now that I've told you. <laughs> yeah. well, but I love Bristol. Yeah, I love it too. I moved away maybe like four or five years ago, but I do love to go back. It's really great fun there. So who was cooking dinner? My mum. Good cook? I mean, yeah. She. I love my mum's food. I love my, like... What, she, what was it? She would make really good chili con carne. Mm. She'd make really good spaghetti bolognese. And I feel like those are the only two dishes that I remember. <laughs> there was four of us, so, you know, they oh, on oh, rotation. Okay. And were you a fussy eater? No, not at all. My brother was the one that would, like, refuse vegetables, but I would eat everything and where, anything. Where do you come in the peck? Like, where? In youngest. The, you're the youngest. The baby. The yes. baby. But I was very adventurous eater when I was a kid. And did you get to eat out a lot in Bristol when you were younger? Like, what was it? The was River it? Station. Yes. That's where we went for Alex's gradu- graduation. It's I really loved, loved it. That. Right on the river. And oh. it was really good food. Yeah, such good food. My sister, I think, had... My, my stepsister, actually, had a birthday party yeah, there. It's a great, it was, yeah. huge space, I think that was it? probably the last time I ate out in Bristol, actually. It yeah, it's a beautiful station. space. And I think mm. I bit, went there. I used to take Alex there a lot when he was at university there. And then... We went there for his graduation. There's some really good, aren't there? Really good gastro pubs in like Clifton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I've probably eaten out more now that I'm older. Yeah. But didn't really eat out much when I was a kid. Actually, well, we would order Chinese sometimes. (laughs) So, what was your order for Chinese? I would always get chicken chow mein, and then I would leave the bits of chicken. And my mum would say, "Why didn't you just get a vegetable chow mein?" And I was like, "I didn't know that you could do that." (laughs) So then I switched to vegetable. I have cooked chicken tonight because I heard that you would, but you don't have to eat it. There's enough other things to eat. No, I eat meat when someone else is cooking. I'll happily eat meat. Are you more? Are you a flexitarian? Yeah, I would say so. I'd like to keep meat as a treat and I also feel like you shouldn't eat meat unless you can cook it well and I can't cook it that well and it feels like wrong to be cooking an animal when it doesn't you're not doing it justice but so this is a perfect segue into the fact that your boyfriend's brothers yes the three 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 brothers brothers. so um Ruben isn't part of this gang no it's Theo Nathaniel and Luke so you basically you have at your fingertips Mm. one of the best restaurants in London. Basically, yeah. It's such a privilege. <laughs> so, so have they taught you any? Because I, I follow some of the boys. Well, I've met, which one do I follow? I think Luke. I follow Luke. I follow Luke on mm-hmm. Instagram. And in lockdown, he was doing lots of... Um, yeah, loads. Different kind of dish every night. And we were living with him at the time. So we were eating just the most amazing oh, right. food. And are they half Filipino? Are they Filipino? Half Filipino. Yeah, yeah right. their mother is Filipino. So, I mean, hasn't he taught you some of the tricks? Or you just enjoy the food and clap? 
Yeah, I guess somewhat. I think like we were making our own pasta and just like tiny little homemade bits like that that can really make a dish that, you know, before I wouldn't have really done. And I guess kind of just like simple flavor pairings. But I I really am more of like a... (laughs) Not a cook. <laughs> do, you, do you ever cook? You don't I, need to, darling. Just, just relax. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that, that's what I'm looking for, a boyfriend who cooks for me, darling. Yeah, exactly. Does Ruben cook? He's good at cooking, but he doesn't like to do it that much. But we've just got this big green egg barbecue. Oh, they're bad. Oh, my gosh. And now cooking is so much fun. I know, you can do everything. And I'm really loving it because you really can just throw everything on hold. Are you smoking things? Yes, lovely little applewood chips. And oh, gosh, it's good. You really should. You've got a lovely garden out there. Fit yeah, right I could in. fit it right in. Yeah, it'd be so nice. So, so okay. So you were you were living with your brother. It was say in laws. Maybe it's a bit too early to be saying that. But like, <laughs> um, so you were living with the, all these kind of the, these great dishes. You kind of learnt a bit more about pairings. But mm. what is the Maisie Williams dish that if you were going to try and like wow someone, if you're like Reuben? Come home, I've made us Darling, a, a she's meal. Darling, she's going to get... The dish is Reuben, clearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're going to get him to do the cooking. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, what would you cook? I would probably cook... this noodle dish. Yeah. Which is kind of made up. It's like soy sauce and peanut butter and tofu and vegetables. Lovely. And a bit of honey. And if I've got, like, cashews, then I'll put some of them in. It's a bit of a one-pot wonder. Yeah, but all the nice things that taste... A lot of umami there. Yes. Lots of umami. Lots of depth. (laughs) Now, because how old were you when you started Game of Thrones? That was your first big acting gig, right? Yeah, first gig. I was 12. (gasps) 12? So you've been on set for the majority of your life. I know, kind of. Are your parents in the business? No, not at all. It's a complete fluke that I got here. Not in the industry at all. Although my mum is such a performer at heart, but she would never say it, I don't think. I understand. <laughs> but, but like 12 years old, so, I mean, how, how, how much time are you spending away from home? Because were you shooting in Ireland a lot? Yeah, Northern shooting Ireland. in Northern Ireland and we would do, well, the shoot would be about six months of the year. But I wouldn't be there the whole time. But it would be on and off for that. Mm. You know, sometimes it'd be a week and sometimes it'd be four days and then sometimes maybe it'd be two weeks. And and so it would just go back and forth. And my mum would come with me and we would go to Pizza Express every night (laughs) and have a good time really and it was, was it was it really fun it could was you, could you believe that this was your life at 12 no it was just so exciting and and then yeah how did it you was, get the role Maisie? so i want i always want i was like one of those stage kids that really did you wanted go to, to stage school no i did i wanted to but we couldn't afford it but i went to a like a local dance school mm. called susan hill school of dancing <laughs> and uh they were so supportive and they sort of pushed me at every opportunity that they could find and one of those was a talent show and there was lots of like agents and scouts there and I found an acting agent 
and she signed me, and then my first audition was for Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, actually, it was my my second. So had you gone to a normal school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just went to normal school and loved it. So how... I I would obviously ask this question because I'm a pushy mother. How did you finish your education? I didn't. Mortified. Absolutely mortified. You could have been a brain surgeon and you don't even know. I know. Is there still time? Yeah, there is. (laughs) Daisy, actually, how old are you? 24. You look younger, actually. Like a little bit. (laughs) Does everyone say that? Is this annoying? Yeah, they do. Because you're very petite. It used to be... I used to find it more annoying, but now I, I don't mind it so much. Yeah. I'm telling you, as you get older, you don't <laughs> want take the years off. <laughs> do, do you think you'd go back to school? Or do... I've been thinking about this recently. I was well while I was in France last year. I was taking loads of Fran- uh, French lessons, and I loved it. And I loved learning again. And I, I feel like I was so traumatized from school, and I thought that I didn't enjoy learning, but actually I do. Mm. And especially now, I'm in a lucky enough position that I can do one-on-one education in any subject that I wanted. I have been thinking maybe I'll. I don't know, but it probably would be languages, you know. I love languages. Yeah, fair enough. Can you speak yeah. any? Only French, really, and a tiny... Well, yeah, that's it. I was going to say a, a tiny, tiny bit, bit of I was going to say Japanese. Yeah, but I can say maybe, like, two <laughs> phrases. So I was like, yeah, I can speak no, a little bit of Japanese. <laughs> so was, like, the cater- was the catering out of this world on Game of Thrones? They're really good at cooking for hundreds of people. And that's the, what the job is, right? Mm. You can, it's well, a different scale. they do veggie food, food. They would do one veggie dish, and they would do a fish dish, and they'd do a meat dish. And then they would have, like, plain chicken and chips for the fussy eaters. Then that would be underneath a little hot box. <laughs> and you'd have to give <laughs> who, them a little wink and a nod. Who were the fussy eaters? It would, you, I don't really know. Maybe some of the makeup or costume people occasionally be like, oh, I can't eat this. Oh, yeah, because they were used to better... Things. Yeah. Who was your favourite person on Game of Thrones? <laughs> favourite person, Sophie. You obviously. were really close with Sophie. Weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Sophie done. Well, Mum, you Game read the Daily She made my sister, no. and so yeah. we. You are were like, like sisters. Exactly. We got the role at the same time, and we grew up on the show together, and and it was sweet. So amazing to have another person who was going through it at the same time, because I just think I would have. It would have been too much otherwise. Did it become really overwhelming at any point? In retrospect, yes. Mm. But at the time, I kind of just felt like everyone felt, you know, like overwhelmed at a lot of things. But, you know, I definitely... I just got very anxious in public settings all the time. And I wouldn't... And, uh, yeah, I feel like now I've had a big break from it and I'm much better in... You know, you come across as really places. confident. I've, the pandemic has done me so much good, and I don't yeah. even, it's crazy actually. I feel like a completely different You've person re-grouped. to me. Yeah, I really have. But your mum's done a good job, your mum oh, and dad. Oh, she has. Yeah, they, you're very grounded. Absolutely. My mum is such a dream, and I'm so grateful that she was sort of with me the whole time. Did she stay in Northern Ireland with yeah, you? Yeah, she did. Because you must have been a kind of a, a, a minor, so you have exactly. to have somebody with you, right? Exactly, yeah. And then when you're 16, you can sort of travel on your own, and that was really exciting. But I would still get her to come over. This one time I got tonsillitis, and I was so sick, and I was like, and I was trying to be a grown-up on my own, you know, and I was like, Mum, can you fly over, please? Because it's such crazy hours. <laughs> Jessie's the same now. <laughs> please! <laughs> I am. I if she got a cold, too. she rings me up. Mum! 
Yeah. But yeah, those those, you just need those that. hours that they and you don't know what your schedule's gonna be like. You don't know if you're shooting a night shoot or And that was the you thing. You had lots of moody things, so they probably were at night. A right? lot of night stuff and, and when I was younger I was just like, I can't wait to be on my own, I can't wait to do it and then I remember when I turned sixteen the first time they were like, Oh, we're going over and I was like by how long? And they were like, as long as it takes. And I was like, oh no. And no one could say, look, she's had enough, she's underage. Well, no, I was, no, I was 16 by that point. You don't that get to. terrible, Jessica. <laughs> oh, no, it was, so, it was so exciting, but it was, it, I think it was, you know, just be careful what you wish Yeah, for. but you just want Being... to lie in in the morning and then you're up again. <laughs> yeah. I know. My sister's an actress and she got... She got like that pink eye, didn't she, when she was shooting that program? <laughs> she never stopped. She honestly, she had like this gunky eye infection. And they won't stop filming. They no. won't stop. They no. came and gave, put her on a drip for yeah. an hour to keep her going. Yeah. Gave her loads of vitamins. They, whenever you call call in sick, like that time that I had tonsillitis, they will send a doctor to make sure that you're not just hungover. Obviously, I wasn't at that point, but they do send a doctor just to check. And they'll make sure they'll give you something to get the old throat going. Yeah, and also just to, if they won't take a day off unless they absolutely need to can you see the tonsillitis episode can you see your acting i mean i'm sure it was absolutely i'm sure you're a consummate professional but can you go oh yeah that that was the tonsillitis day probably on that one but i do have so many memories of watching scenes and being like oh i remember that day (laughs) and i look and i can just see it all over my face or or just days where you're not focused Mm. enough and it's there forever. You're filmed. It's there, and well, you can't. I think you did a pretty good job. I mean, they didn't, they didn't kill you off <laughs> at all, did they? <laughs> that's all we need. Sorry, that's we'll ever come back in some form. Well, I could do because I didn't die. So, so you think they might? Because I'm it's waiting a on the call. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame to have stopped it when it was so successful. Well, the person that you—this um, is a spoiler—but the person that you snogged. Yeah. Sends his love. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Joe Dempsey sends his love. So you've just done this, um, the, Danny the, Boyle. the Danny Boyle thing. And when's that coming out? It will be next year. I have no idea when. Actually. Next year? Next year. Okay. I've heard a lot of rumours. Oh, right. Don't know how many of them are true. But I think it could... Well, it, I always thought of it as like an autumn show. I don't know why. Whenever I'm on something, yeah, I, I feel like I know what time it'll be. Did you? And I felt like it would... But because of the whole thing with the Queen's Jubilee yeah. that happened with the Sex Pistols when they played on the Thames and blah, blah, blah it could come out in summer. So. Have you got a punk hairdo? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Shall I show you? Oh, yeah. my God. It is Was it fun? Yeah. It's... Honestly, it's my last day on Sunday, and I've never... Oh, you're still shooting it now? Still shooting. I'm shooting tomorrow, and then I'm shooting on Sunday, and I'm done. Is this why you've got the bleached eyebrows and the bleached uh, bleached hair? So I played this girl called Jordan Mooney. Who's an icon? Punk icon, living legend. Yeah, like myself, darling. (laughs) Please, Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, my God, how fun. So this is me playing Jordan, and this is my friend Iris, who's playing Sue Catwoman. My friend Beth, who's playing Susie Sue, Susie and the Bunchies. And this is my friend Fran, who's playing Helen of Troy. You look fab. How fun is that? How fun. Who are the gorgeous guys then? Gorgeous guys. So we've got Toby Wallace, who is in a film called Baby Teeth. Oh my God. (gasps) Oh my God. It's the best. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love it. Will you just tell him I love it so much? Oh, that he'll be was my thrilled. 
film of this year or last year, whatever. Such a beautiful she film. Don't you look like yeah, we did. Labels. No, I. Toby Wallace nearly just put me on. Oh, I knew yeah. I knew that name because I googled him straight after. Yeah, that he's film. incredible. He'd be perfect for this. Yes, show. he. So he's playing Steve Jones, and the story is about Steve, and he's kind of like the, you know, Stephen and Paul Cook are the two that kind of founded the Pistols, um, but they're the two that you don't hear as much about because you've got Johnny Rotten, you've got Sid Vicious, and these. Mm. So um, who plays all the Pistols? So Toby plays Steve. We have Jacob Slater who plays Paul Cook, and then we have Anson Boone who plays John Rotten, and then Louis Partridge who plays Sid Vicious, and when I tell you these boys are the most lovely boys in the whole world and they're so talented and the What's show it is just to be so on? special. I have no idea. I feel like it's being it's made by FX. Is oh. it BF- Sometimes BBC. FX have a partner with I don't know actually. I know they do Hulu, but I don't. I, it must go on a channel here, and I feel like the only one that really makes sense is the BBC, just because this story is so that. But I feel like it's one of those things that happens after they go, who wants it? And then no, like, everyone. everyone will want it. Well, we hope, but it's quite a. It's a bit sweary and you know, grown up. How's it yeah. working with uh, Danny Boyle? Incredible. I said to myself at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, I want to at least land a role with a director that I really idolise. And lo and behold, Danny Boyle manifesting everything. Fucking hell. (laughs) Honestly, it was a spiritual time, you guys. It's really... And it's it's such a dream come true. I've never... I feel so... I have so much confidence in him. And I feel like... I I don't feel like everything is my... um, like my my responsibility I guess is kind of like I feel like I can just do what he says and just run with it and trust that it's going to be okay and not I don't know it's just so nice to have that person is it very different because I'm so probably so many different directors on Game of Thrones you'd be working with a new stranger all the time exactly that level of trust there'll no doubt be respect but it's kind of like blind dates every uh, Totally, time. exactly. And you, and you work better with some people and, and not so well with others and, and things... Uh, it's just... It, every director is different. Sometimes they want to be with the actors, but sometimes it's more about, you know, getting all the shots and getting the crew sort of working as one. And a lot of the big sort of character questions you'd probably ask David and Dan, who were the showrunners... Um, and that was then more of an answer, which is just more about like what's right and wrong rather than like the philosophical director questions mm. that you sometimes ask. And and so so working with Danny has just been different. It's just different. He's he he's the star of this. You know, he's the star of what he does. And uh, you, you know, we all just follow what he says, and it's been amazing. So have you been staying in London shooting? Yeah. So I I moved. Where out, do you normally live? I live in Sussex. Now, I just moved out there a couple of months ago. And you grow your, your veggies. My veg. Oh, my God, my well, veg. Let's talk about the veg patch. Yeah. So. Allotment. I'm struggling a bit with it, actually. <laughs> it's quite difficult. Rocket and lettuce. Easy. Are coming out my ass. So <laughs> why didn't we have... Where is it? I should have brought some up, but... It will bolt, won't it? That's I what happens. It bolts, darling. What do you mean? It just over, overgoes. Yeah. So it becomes like a weed. Set. She's Once bolted. It, yeah, it's <laughs> bolt. Once it's bolted, you're buggered. Yeah, so that's yeah. defo happened. And that's really causes me a lot of stress. When it bolts. Yeah. Um, and it's then only so much rocket 
you can pesto, eat. Pesto, you can yeah. eat, and salad. I don't right. think there is, actually. <laughs> well. Why did you plant so much? Or you didn't know? Yeah, I didn't know. I, didn't, I had no idea what to How expect. many lettuces can you eat? We've, oh, we have so many lettuces. Shame Jesus. little rabbit. We have every Peter Rabbit isn't around. It's, it's crazy. We've been, yeah, it's a lot. Is it quite a full-time job? Yeah. And I've not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> I did this to make it easier to make dinner, and now I'm just stressed. Yeah, in the so garden no. picking your lettuces. We've yeah. got some green beans, but they haven't beaned yet. <laughs> we've got tomatoes, and they haven't tomatoed either. And we've got potatoes, but they'll be coming later on in the year. Oh, darling, just grow a few sweet peas, make you happy. Yeah. You can put them in a vase. Look yeah. At them. <laughs> Um, but I mean, so so. did you not want to live in London? I would have thought maybe, is that the last thing you wanted? I was in London for far, like four or five years. Is it intrusive? It was, I just realised that I don't leave my house. I don't like going anywhere. And I don't, I get like, if I go out for lunch and then the restaurant, the tables are too close to each other, I get freaked out. Really? And I never really was aware of it until I was with Ruben. Mm. And he was like, you know, you just like absolutely hate a lot of the things that you do all the time. Because I just, I did, I just felt like it was what I wanted to do in my head. Like, yeah, let's meet friends. Let's go to the pub. But I actually just don't think I like it that much. But do you think that's from being in the public eye at a young age and just it's it's kind of the after effects of that? Probably, yeah. Just like lots of, you know, crowded spaces and just... So your idea it, of yeah. heaven is having people to yours. Exactly. Your having space. A, yeah, a big old garden, get the barbecue on, people over, and yeah. that's And that's what we want to build. That's what we want to create. We've got this lovely house and we have plans to, you know, make it more our, our own. And we want to build a place that... And and I get gifted so much stuff. I got a spare set of makeup and clothes and everything. I just want a place that people don't even have to pack a bag. They can just calm down, spend the weekend with us, and everything's all made up for them. And 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 yeah, that's what, how I would prefer it. I Hotel think. Williams. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I thought that I was going to move to the country and then actually end up hating it and have to pretend to everyone that I'm loving my new country <laughs> life. And I was worried that I was going to be like, oh, where's Deliveroo? You know, all these things that I just can't, where's my coffee shop? Can't do any of those things. And actually, it's been so easy. And I just thought, I I think this was the right decision to do this. Um, Beautiful. Oh, thanks, Mum. That's good. So So Mum's just like getting stuff ready. Thank you. I appreciate you every day. Um, (laughs) You've finished with this pregnancy. Okay, Maisie, we ask every day. Yes. What their last supper would be. So you're going to a desert island yeah. and um, you're allowed to have a massive meal the night before. Yeah. Because you're not going to have this food um, for a while. Uh, starter, main, thank you, Mum. Starter, main, help yourself you to food. You tell her what you're, she's eating. Though. Oh, sorry. Okay, so you're eating tequila chicken. Ooh. Is that what we're having, Mum? Yeah. Tequila chicken, the kind of bean salsa thing. Mexican rice, Adams. apparently. Scrum. And some avocado. I mean, it just looks so delicious. You don't know. Help yourself, tuck in, get busy. I will do. And start thinking about your last meal. Yeah, that's such a difficult one. Spaghetti bolognese is my favourite meal on and, earth. And would it be your mum's spaghetti bolognese? Yes. What does she do that's so special? I don't actually know. I guess maybe... Actually, I feel like for a long time she would have like freezer bolognese, and I feel like when you have it like, well, when you that make she'd already it, made. In, yeah, yeah, bulk and then you freeze it. Exactly. And so I feel like, 
one that's been bubbling for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now that you've said that I can have a starter and a dessert, mm -hmm. I feel like I have to go down like the Italian starter route. No, you also. don't have to. Yeah, but then, but then I feel like the overall meal might be less enjoyable because I've chosen to have like. You're really thinking about this. Oh, sorry. Rose, come on. <laughs> no one's ever really considered the complimenting. <laughs> I like that. You and Michael McIntyre are the only two that have talked about homemade spaghetti bolognese oh, in all the yeah. years, and I do think I it's such an I can't believe that. Yep. I love a spaghetti bolognese. Um, so I guess, for so because I'm having spaghetti bolognese, I guess my starter will be... Chessie, I can't taste the tequila. Mmm, that's good. Is it? Mmm. It is good, Mum. I haven't had a mouthful. It's yet. delicious. I taste the tequila. I don't know. She says you can't really taste it. It's really good, Mum. It's delish. Really fresh. Okay, so, so you're going Italian for the starter? Yeah, Italian for the starter. Um, I don't even know what I usually get for a starter now. Oh, oh I would have burrata. Oh, okay. I love burrata. The little bit of Maisie's rocket there. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> with some of my rocket from home, some big do tomatoes. Some, do you want a drop of sauce? Yes, please. Mm, it's only the juice from yes. everything. This is mm. nice, Mum. Is it done? Whose mm. recipe is it? Nigella. Oh, so we delicious. love Nigella. We do. It's, it's really nice, Mum. She Alice. loves a tray bake, Nigella, doesn't she, Mum? Yeah. What's your pud? Are you sweet, sweet tooth? I really don't have a sweet tooth. Mm. But I'm getting more of a sweet tooth. What have I had recently that surprised me and I really liked? Um, I had a panna cotta that was really nice. <gasps> I feel like I everyone's love. doing panna cotta at the moment. I don't know how I'm going to learn to make it because it's my favourite. Favourite. Really? Yeah. Or um, what's the one? Uh, creme, creme brulee? Oh, I love oh. A creme brulee. Oh, yeah, that's good as well. But then I also feel like after I've had this like burrata and I've had the pasta, I always feel like I get really hot after a bolognese. So maybe I want like ice cream. But I can but have I ice, love cream. ice cream. Have the panna cotta and the ice cream. Yeah. Then. Absolutely, <laughs> do it. And you don't drink much, I can see. <laughs> no, I don't. Not, I don't know, I go through phases. So go through waves. What drink would you have with your meal? I would have, well, I would ask the waiter for which glass of wine he think that I should have. And I'd just have that. <laughs> I don't know a lot about wine. I know when, I don't know, I feel like. You know what you like. Yeah. Yeah, but I also feel like they know what goes with the food sometimes, you know. Yeah, she's usually the most expensive glass though. Yeah, have I know. Noticed? Oh gosh, that's cheeky. I'm like, which one, but not that one, or that one, or that one. <laughs> Because <laughs> that looks like a waste of I know. And then you just feel like you look like such a tight bitch. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to know what your Pizza Express order was. Um, oh, I used to get the uh, pesto polo pasta. And then I would get the dough balls with garlic butter. Mm, so good. <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. How 
how do you find social media? Do you find it a kind of a bit of a oh, labyrinth? Or yeah. do you feel like you've got a good hold on it? I used to stress about it all the time. Mm. And I used to say everything that was on my mind, because that's what social media is built for, right? It's built for you to like have an opinion on everything and tell everything, everyone what you're doing at every minute of the day. Mm-hmm. And I used to do that. And then like, you know, when people would comment on that, it would be really like overwhelming. Of course. Did it because bite you it in is. the ass ever? Definitely. Like I definitely was like very outspoken and uh, I don't know, angry, I guess. At injustice. Like when I was, you know, and I still am. But you know, I've just realized that there are other ways of like supporting people or causes and you don't necessarily have to, well, I mean, you know, that, some of that is posting about things, but I think that you can, you can just do a lot of good. Because you've got a huge you know, when following, you do you feel a responsibility like um, everyone get vaccinated and things like that? Yeah, yeah, I used to and I still do you know post that sort of thing but it's not something that it's like right at the bottom of my to-do list on a day Mm. you know but if someone asks you and they say look could you help us out here totally Mm. yeah but it used to be all consuming Mm. and I actually felt like I was just posting about things but I wasn't really doing anything and I did and then I would people would be like oh well you're just posting about it what have you done and then I would think oh god what what have I done? Mm. And then I sort of went away and was like, what have can I really do? Have you got particular causes that you love? Yeah, yeah, I really, I want to sort of protect ocean life. I think that, you know, there's a huge climate crisis and the it's kind of overwhelming to think of all of the different things that need to change. But the main things that I focus on are the health of the ocean and uh, the fashion industry and coming up with more suitable alternatives to... What, sustainable clothing? Exactly, okay. yeah, and, and just, you know... So the outfit you're wearing, yes. is it recycled? This is a brand called Redone. Redone. I I feel like I don't know how sustainable what percentage that would be. Looks very nice. Have you found that it's made you kind of have to shun or not be able to work with certain brands? Yeah, I mean definitely. There there are some brands that I won't work with. But I also feel like what is really what what I kind of feel like is more makes more of an impact is to work with a brand that isn't necessarily the most sustainable Mm -hmm. and find a project where they can be sustainable. So I'm doing a thing with a brand called Caperni and they aren't necessarily known to be a sustainable brand. They're a pretty boutique brand. So, you know, it's not mass produced and everything that they do is of a really high quality, but it's not necessarily sustainable. And so we're working together on their first ever completely sustainable handbag. And I think that is like makes more of an impact than just working with a completely eco, entirely ocean, because it becomes a bit of an echo chamber where the only people who know about that are the people who want to live their life that way and it doesn't really ever reach anyone who's not doing that already and so although I you know say that there are definitely area you know brands that do need to do more I kind of hope that I could maybe work with those brands and we do something that is different rather than doing sustainable if you go on Henny's website they talk about different sustainabilities and yeah 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 I think everyone's trying but yeah are people not 
greenwashing. I'm well, yeah, sure people greenwashing. That's what that. they call it. Yeah, greenwashing, and um. that is obviously the fear. That is always the fear. I work. I started working with H and M recently, who are obviously massive. Mm. Mass-produced. Mass-produced clothes. And, you know, and some would say part of the major problem. But I also feel like being able to live sustainably shouldn't have to be expensive. And the more that a big corporation like H&M, who are such a huge income... Uh, for you know different countries like if they were to say like we want to make these changes within our company then there's incentive for a government to then change their laws and their policies and their trading deals what did you what did you do with H&M I'm like their sustainability ambassador basically and so they have a couple of goals that they want to achieve they want to be like 90% sustainable by 20. 30 wow. but I feel like they're already kind of on the way there at the moment I think they're I have not brushed up on my numbers but at the moment they're sort of maybe 40 percent across mm-hmm. the brand using more sustainable and recycled materials they've been investing H&M group have been investing in a lot of uh new technologies where they take they don't just find a sustainable fabric but they take old fibers they smash them down and they grate them up and they turn them into a new woven denim and that's really great because not only is it a sustainable material but you're getting rid of some of the problem because we still have all these clothes on and the giving work to people exactly mm. Whereabouts do you live in London when you're here? Oh, I did live in... You're not going back to Sussex tonight. No, I'm going to stay up here because I'm working tomorrow. But I I lived in Hackney for a bit and then I lived in Islington. Let's get your dessert if you're working tomorrow. Ooh, right, what time's not, the call cool time? Oh, I haven't got it yet, but I don't think it'll be early. You don't have it yet? No. But you could be up at the crack of dawn. I don't think I will be. I feel like the, the call time for the whole shoot is 10 tomorrow, so I'll probably be called at like 8, which is fine. Because I usually go. Where are you shooting at the moment? Well, they have been shooting in the old ITV television studios because that's where the Pistols did a lot of... They did the famous Grundy show there and they did something else. But they're about to knock it down. Oh, They're going to demolish the whole... They're moving to Television Centre, aren't they? Yeah, well, they've moved already, but that, that studio has been empty, which is why we've been able to take it over and do the whole shoot there. But they're knocking it down, and I think they're turning it into like a car workshop or something. Where is the ITV studios? Parking or something. On the river? It's right, yeah, right on the South Bank, oh. next to BFI. It's so, oh my gosh. No, it's oh. only strawberries, but they're my I, favorite. Did, I did buy you non-dairy ice cream. Oh, fab. <laughs> Thank you. I had a friend over there recently from America, and he could not believe how good the strawberries tasted. Do you, do you like karaoke? Mm-hmm. Favourite song to sing? You Ought to Know by... Alanis Morissette? Yeah. <gasps> we had her on the I know. Podcast. She was great. I know. Such a good episode. She was really, she was really, she was cool. Um, so where do you like to eat out in London, if you are going to go and eat out? Are there any um, places that you feel comfortable? I feel like there are, I have to think, where do I go? I used to not go out at all. Um, in Hackney, did it feel too chaotic? I feel like there's good food in Hackney. Well, there's Well Street Pizza. Oh, were you around there? I was around there for a long time. I literally lived around the corner from there for like four years. Loved it. Well Street Pizza was good. Um, 
Where else did I go? Oh, yeah, love Lardo. I've had so many meals at Lardo. That was kind of the only restaurant that I would go to because it's, I wouldn't venture any further than that. And so, I knew it was good. So, so you I just, love pizza? I love Italian food, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to think about. I don't know if the mic just picked that up. I'm, going to, to, <laughs> I'm going to have to start upping my game with Italian food. No, I don't think you no. do. I think you just leave it to the to the big. No, I'm sure you can. <laughs> do you think do I you, can? Do you want to start making your own pasta? It's no, pain in the no. Arse. I mean, you did it at the start of lockdown. Yeah, I did it with Luke at the start of lockdown. Well, and he did it. A how lot. much did you get? Like nothing. No, I know it's it's not a huge payoff. I will be, and I've just got used to cooking pasta well, and then it's a whole different ball game when it's fresh. <laughs> to make it, yeah. You've got like you know, M and S do it. Alex and Antonio are getting M and S homemade pasta, and they say it's as good as any homemade pasta. When you say homemade pasta, do you mean it's like fresh like egg pasta? It's fresh egg pasta with um, pumpkin, and she served it from dinner. She said it was so good. Maisie Williams, do you have good table manners? My boyfriend would say no. Why would he say no? Cheek. Is, well, he, is he very good? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, is he? Oh, he's amazing. All of those things, he's very, very... I am, like, the messy one. Because once I licked my knife and he was really upset about <laughs> it... Where does he come from? Um, his family just raised him very nicely. Did Four he... boys. They had to... Right. Well, I'm sorry, and he's never licked his knife. No, he doesn't like that. What was on the knife? Something delicious. Something <laughs> delicious. Too good to just put in the wash. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I licked my Save knife. on the washing up there. I, I don't know. Listen. How long have you been together? Three years. Oh, you're almost married. Yeah, we're getting there. One day, maybe. Ruben, if you're listening. <laughs> Would you like Ruben? to? Ruben. Yeah, I think so. Who's designing the dress? He will. Oh, well, oh you really my God. <laughs> Susan, get on with it, for God's sake. This is your moment, mate. Have you already had that discussion? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It. it would only, if so, it would make sense. Um, I, I've sat at a lot of tables and I feel like a lot of people are happy to have me there, but I would say that some people would say that my table manners are maybe a bit questionable, but... Well, I think you're a delight. I think you're fine. Thank you. Yeah, I think you're... you had You had seconds. Yeah. Oh, you... so, oh my, I still haven't finished Keep this. Keep going, but, Oh, my gosh. Um, thank you for coming on this and chatting. Thank I, you for having me. I knew me. I'd like you, but... You never know. You do. You never know. We've got, we got so much... I really... She... And when I was on my way over here, I was like, I really hope I get to talk about my veg patch. Oh, we okay. did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I love Maisie Williams. God, I love her too. I might even watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Mum, you've got hours of entertainment. Do you think? It's I'm, very I'm looking at you. No. It's very good. But is it a bit utopian? It's so good, Mum. Or dystopian? It's, it's, it's so good. And she's brilliant. And I'm just. I'm what really, a little treasure she is. Little treasure. And doing like a little pocket rocket, just doing so much stuff. Yeah, she's just so interesting. I mean, you know, she makes films. She stars in them. She is making... looking for scripts. I mean, she's just doing everything. She's really fabulous. Whilst being like this fashionista. I know, she's gorgeous. Working. I'm just, I'm so in awe of her. Me too. I wonder what it's like. You grow up like with 
adults, the whole of your, you know, her school was... I know. She's um, done, she seems to have had her whole world of life. I mean, like, working with huge fashion brands on sustainability. I know, it's great. Mum, I know this is going to be very old, but I'm very excited. Why? You can do my Peloton class tomorrow if you want. Dolly, I can't even get on the pissing bike well, because... Well, they're doing a Jessie Ware bloody ride. Yeah, but All the I, can't, I can't do it, darling, because the shoes don't fit me and you can't ride the pedals without wearing the silly shoes. They're not silly shoes. I'm not doing the Tour de France. I'm, it's an exercise bike. Well, I was very excited that Peloton were doing Good. a Jessie Ware ride. Good, darling. Please, can everyone tell me how they get on? Yeah. Um, thank you for listening and um, we'll see you next week.